0: welcome to arson a magical audio drama storytelling experience arson contains swearing allusions to sexual themes as well as themes of violence thank you and enjoy this episode of arson
1: This isn't a smart idea.
2: We can't just sit in our room and wait for Flax. We need to go out there. Make a little noise. Draw him out. And we'll be shielded, Kaylin, so only Faye can see us. We'll know immediately if there is someone who knows where we are. I really do not want to walk around that city again. Shielded or not. I hate to agree with Shelby. Truly, it pains me deeply. But I'm very
1: uncomfortable with the citizens. Well, most of them. I don't like the idea of being flippant with your safety, Orly.
2: We're not, Kaelin. We're doing what we're here to do. And while we're doing it, I'll show you my city. We will protect her, Kaylin. This is why we're here. He needs to know she's back on Earth.
1: (sighs) I hate that you're able to convince me to do really stupid things.
2: Ah! Thank you! Uh, Oh, um... I promise you won't regret it.
1: Don't go making promises you can't keep now.
2: It will be fine, Kaylin. I promise. I hope you're right. Okay, so there are the stereotypical landmarks that normally I wouldn't bother with, but seeing as this is only your second time on Earth, we've got to do it all. We'll do the statue, Empire State Building, Times Square... Why you all want to leave this library is beyond me. I never want to go anywhere for the rest of my life. Dominic, this library is pretty great, but so is the New York Public Library. I'll take you there, too. I find these terms acceptable. (laughs) What a nerd. I prefer to be called a genius. And I prefer you shutting your mouth. But we don't always get what we want. You're going to love it, I promise. Let's go. Oh, um, Ramona. (sighs) Thank you. Truly. Orly, dear. Your parents' love for you was so obvious. It showed in everything they did and said. The one thing I never figured out was why they didn't show you proof. But something tells me that there is a deeper reason for that. I hope you find it. Thank you.
1: <sighs> Orly wrapped her arms around Ramona, who mirrored the gesture. Ramona wiped a tear from Orly's cheek and smiled.
2: Go, dear. Make them proud. I will.
1: Orly and the team made their way back through the Chuck E. Cheese portal and ensured they were shielded from human eyes before exiting back onto the streets of New York.
2: So, what's first? Come on.
1: The team spent the remainder of the day traversing New York City. Kaelin and Nix remained calm, for the most part unbothered by the sounds and sights, while Shelby and Dominic wore their emotions on their sleeves.
2: Are you hungry? Starving! I could eat. Okay, (laughs) time for a New York staple. You haven't visited NYC until you've done this. Um... Let's bring our shields down first.
1: The five of them ducked into an alley to redraw their outlines. Once they were all visible to the human eye again, Orly led them down the street to a large cart with an umbrella. The man behind the cart wore a white apron and had his long black hair pulled into a low ponytail. What can I get you?
2: Five hot dogs, please. Uh, Ketchup or mustard, anyone?
1: What did you just call me? Oh, I've read about these.
2: Both for me. Uh, neither for me. Kalen?
1: I'll defer to your suggestion.
2: Okay, um, uh, one with both, two plain, and two with ketchup. <laughs> First time in New York? You could say that. You'd take him to the statue yet? <laughs> of course. Good.
3: Uh, here are your dogs. there will be twelve.
2: And here you go. Thanks.
3: Enjoy your visit.
2: What a kind person. Okay, so uh, for you, you... Um, here's yours. Okay, okay. I present you an authentic New York City street hot dog. <laughs> it's not a real dog, is it? No, <laughs> just try it. I don't want to. If you don't like it, we can get you something else, but at least try it first.
1: The guard members each held their hot dogs close to their faces, tentatively taking sniffs and examining it with their eyes. Morley chuckled as they each, in their own time, took small cautionary bites.
2: So, what do you think? Not bad. I've had worse. Oh my god, this is the greatest thing I've ever tasted.
0: Are you going to finish that?
1: (laughs) By all means, here you go.
2: You didn't like it?
1: Oh, I did, just not as much as he appears to. So he can have it.
2: (laughs) Here, have half of mine.
1: You don't have to.
2: I want to. We should shield again, shortly. Uh, Yes, and then we can take a trip on the subway to head home. It's been a long day, and I refuse to walk anymore.
1: The subway? That's the underground transportation, right?
2: Yes, and it can be a bit overwhelming, but I have full faith in all of you, and if we're shielded, we won't have any trouble.
1: After retreating to the alley and shielding themselves again... Orly led them to the nearest subway stop.
2: Okay, Um. now it it can get a little crazy and busy down here, so stay close and keep your eyes on me so you know when to get on and off. Personal boundaries aren't really a thing down here and it'll be even weirder because we're basically invisible, so someone will try to stand on top of you. (laughs) Great, let's go.
1: Orly swiped her card for the group as they rushed through the turnstiles narrowly avoiding the people piling onto the platform. Orly made eye contact with each of the guard members as they waited on the platform for the train and more and more people filled in around them. Dominic instinctively gravitated closer to Nix, who had her hand on Shelby's shoulder. People brushed past and bumped into them but were completely unfazed by the fact that they were invisible. Orly laughed at the complete blinders New Yorkers had developed. A large husky man pushed past Kalen He lost his balance for a moment and fell into Orly who used her frame to keep him standing.
2: Whoa, you okay there?
1: I'm not sure we have this many people living in the entire town of Hollow Light.
2: It can be a lot, but don't worry. I've got you.
1: Orly slipped her hand into Kalen's and gripped it tightly. He looked down to his hands and then quickly looked up to meet Orly's gaze. They stood there for a moment before the train began approaching the platform. Orley looked at Nix, Dominic, and Shelby and gestured towards the train with a free hand. They nodded once and began moving towards the open car. In the bustling of bodies in cramped train cars, Orley and Kaelin's hands became separated. She desperately looked back and was relieved to see that he at least made it onto the train. Her eyes darted around to see Nix, Shelby, and Dominic arrive on the train and find a place next to Kaelin. She relaxed. They stood about half a subway car apart from each other, but at least she could see them. She would be able to tell them when to get off easily from this vantage point, but she couldn't help but feel disappointed that her hand was no longer needed. As the subway doors began to close, a tall male figure entered the car. He wore sunglasses, a dark jacket, and a black baseball cap. He entered fluidly, pushing through the crowd. Orley watched as he approached her side of the train. She braced herself as he bumped right into her. She held her breath, expecting the New Yorker to have a similar reaction to that of everyone else in the train, indifference. But instead, he glanced in her direction, his sunglass-covered eyes meeting hers directly. Pardon me. He nodded his head to her, and continued forward, choosing a spot just a few feet from her, his eyes resting on her again. Morley's heart pounded. He could see her. He was Faye. She watched the stranger and tried to place why he felt so familiar. He watched her watching him and cocked his head slightly, reaching one hand up as he lowered his sunglasses to reveal dark red-orange eyes. Orley's breathing hitched as her mind put the puzzle together. This was a man from the bridge. The one who got away. He watched her, a slight smile playing on his lips.
2: Breathe, Ellie. You can do this. Just get Kaelin's attention.
1: Orly felt the Unsealy's eyes on her, but she focused her energy on appearing as calm as she could. She tried to lock eyes with Kaelin, but he was gawking at the people surrounding him.
2: Damn it, Kalen!
1: Her eyes started frantically at Nix, and then Shelby and then Dominic, trying to make contact with anyone at all, but no luck. Her heartbeat quickened as she felt the dread sink in. She was alone in the crowd. He could take her before the others even realized she was gone. She looked back at the Unseelie through the corner of her sunglasses and found his focus still trained on her. He began making small movements to the train towards her. Her breath became uneven. And tears began to pool at the brim of her eyes as he got closer and closer. I'm sorry. Orley tried to steady her breathing and close her eyes when the train car began slowing. The passengers lurched slightly at the abrupt movement. The unseely from the bridge lost his footing for a moment, and Orley looked back towards Kaylin, his eyes finding hers. He smiled genuinely, but his awestruck expression faded when he saw the fear on Orley's face. She nodded and gestured slightly towards the unsealing. Kaelin tightened his fists at his side, and Orly saw him whisper something to the others, who all quickly stood at attention and glanced towards her. Kalen tried to push through the crowd, but they had begun crowding near the door, ready for it to open. Orly pleaded with Kalen with her eyes, and then she heard it. It's okay. I see you. Dominic, Dominic wants to explain. It's, it's my magic. What am I going to do? We will let get you out, out of this. I, I promise. I can, I can run.
2: Distracted distract enough, you can abide.
1: We, we can't, can't risk, risk him, catching.
2: him He's right here, he Caleb. He's, He's going, going to catch me one way, way or another, another, but... If I, I
1: want you won't be watching his back. I, I won't let him get him. At you. We
2: got
1: you. A moment later, the doors opened and Orly darted towards them. She raced through the crowds of people exiting and blew past those entering to make it onto the platform. She didn't dare look back. The others would find her, but she couldn't let this unseelie take her. She raced up the steps and onto the streets of New York. They were one stop short of their apartment. She began sprinting towards it, her feet pounding the pavement, her heart in her throat. After running for a block, she paused for a moment to catch her breath. Putting her back up against a wall, she looked behind her for the first time. Oh,
2: oh, 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 I bet they got him.
1: She let the air fill her lungs. She kept an eye out behind her. Nothing.
2: Oh, okay. I'm safe.
1: Safe from what, Orly? Orly jumped as the voice echoed from seemingly nowhere. She began to run again. Please stop running. It's pointless. Fuck you! She ran until she was just a turn away from her apartment. But just then, a thought came to her.
2: Oh, shit. I can't lead him to my house.
1: In a split decision, she kept going straight and headed for Central Park. Her feet carried her quickly across the street and into the edge of the park, but she knew she wasn't going to be able to run forever. She made her way to a clearing of grass away from any pedestrians and turned slowly to stand her ground.
2: <sighs> okay, Unseely, I'm done running.
3: Thank God.
1: From the shadows of the trees, the Unseely appeared. He had ditched his hat and glasses disguise, and Orly saw his full face again for the first time since the bridge. He came to a stop about 50 yards from her.
2: What do you want?
3: We already told you.
2: Well, tell me again. Just stall him, Ellie. They'll be here soon, they'll find me.
3: Flax wants to talk to you. And don't think of trying anything funny.
1: The Unsealy created a small flame in his hand and held it out threateningly.
2: I want nothing to do with that murderer.
3: What you want has no power here.
2: Oh, really? Even if I'm royalty?
3: (laughs) Of all the last-minute distraction techniques I've seen employed... This is a new one.
2: It's true.
3: Okay, Miss Sharp, I'll bite. If you're truly royalty, prove it.
2: Fine.
1: Orly removed her sunglasses slowly and raised her golden glowing eyes to meet his gaze. That's impossible.
2: I'm afraid it's not. That couple that you killed in Ohio that was the lost son. The true heir to the throne of Lafrisia.
3: Your father was Lucius.
2: Yes. He was.
3: We didn't kill them.
2: Bullshit! Fire is kind of your specialty.
3: She gestured toward the flame in his palm. Exactly. Fire is our thing. It's precisely what you would use if you were trying to frame us, isn't it?
2: <laughs> you don't seriously think I'll fall for that, do you?
3: We can prove it. If you come with me.
2: Not a chance in hell, Unseely.
3: Your parents once came with us.
2: You're lying. I'm not. They came to Earth because Unseely were murdering mortals.
3: One Unseely murdered a few mortals.
2: Same difference!
3: Do you cast blame for one villain's actions on the entire race, Miss Sharp? I.
2: D- why should I believe you?
3: Because your father did.
2: What does Flax want with me?
3: To clear his name. Friendly business.
2: <laughs> you didn't seem like you were on friendly business when you stalked me and almost killed us in Ohio.
3: That was Draven. He was hot-headed. Truth be told, your friend kind of did me a favor by getting rid of him.
2: Wow, some friend you are.
3: Hey, I said we weren't the bad guys in your story, Orly. Doesn't mean we're not bad guys.
2: Back away from her, now! Ellie, get behind me. I can't wait to kill this one, too. Stop! What? Don't hurt him! Oh, great, she's brainwashed. No, I'm not. He's just... convincing.
1: He's an unseely, Orly. Yeah,
2: he is. But have you actually ever seen one hurt someone before?
1: I've heard enough stories.
2: Stories, Kalen? They could be fabricated, twisted, lies even. I mean, he says that my parents went with them once. <laughs> and you believe him? Are you an idiot? Kalen, please. I've got a clear shot here, Kalen. Just say the word. Kaelin Kaelin
1: Stand down Shelby
2: You're kidding me Stand down Kaelin what are you doing Following
3: my gut So are we done with the little show Speak As I was telling our lovely Orly Before we were rudely interrupted Flax wants to see her To clear his name He had nothing to do with her parents' murder.
2: Sure, and I didn't kill your friend. See? I can lie, too.
3: You had a neighbor growing up. Dark hair, beautiful, always wore sunglasses. Remember her?
2: Wait, Ray? Yeah, I remember. Uh, She was blind. Uh, I would sometimes go over and help her with her groceries. Mom and Dad were actually really good friends with her.
1: The unsealy reached into his coat
3: and pulled out a photograph. You gonna let me give this to her? Or are you gonna shoot my hand off?
2: I'm still thinking about it.
1: Here, I'll give it to her. Kalen took a few tentative steps towards him and reached his hand out for the photograph. He closed his fingers around it and brought
3: it back towards Orly. What is this? Last year's Christmas party. We Unseelies have some serious holiday cheer.
2: Ray, uh, there she is, right next to you.
3: She's kinda into me, but that's neither here nor there. Her eyes. Oh yeah, she's not blind. She's got red eyes, so can't really go out in public without those glasses.
2: She wasn't Unseely.
3: She is an Unseely.
2: But my parents-
3: were real party animals. What do you mean? Look. Orly took a closer
1: look at the photo in her hands. She looked past the foreground image of Gregor with his arm around a red-eyed ray and saw two individuals standing in the background, wearing light-up Christmas sweaters, laughing and drinking, having the time of their lives while standing next to several other people with bright red and orange eyes.
2: Why are my parents in this photo?
3: Because we were their friends, Orly.
0: Thank you for listening. Today's episode was written by Nicole Tuttle and edited by Mariah Clausen and featured the vocal talents of Nicole Tuttle, Michael Porteous, Emily Booza, Ace Corsaira, Wes Haas, Mike Crawford, Cody Page, and Zachary Robb. This episode was edited by Brad Colbrook, Mariah Clausen, and Griffin Coldiron and featured the music of John Bartman. And I'm Sophia DeRisi. Want to stay up to date on all things the Lafrisian Chronicles arson? Follow our social media for more information about upcoming episodes at Lafrisia Audio on Twitter. If you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe to our show on your favorite podcasting site and leave a review. Until next time, listeners.